This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome again to another episode of Agency Intelligence, where we give you the real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that the industry tries to make you believe out there. Thank you for joining me. You know me, I'm your host, Jason Cass. Today, I have a special guest on. I know I say special a lot because special is in many different special areas. This guy here, Mr. Christopher Cook, you guys may say, hey, I know that name. Cass talks about him a lot. Yeah, but don't guys don't don't talk about the things that we say bad on here. Just talk about the good things we talk about, old cookie. Christopher Cook is a friend of mine, been a friend of mine. We really kind of what do you we've been friends probably solid about three, four years now, like really bros, I would say. Is that right, Christopher? Yeah, that sounds right, man. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because I think we met first time back in like 2014 or something back in North Carolina at like the one of their big eye events or something like that. And it's really crazy because I talked to so many people, but Cookie, when you came up to me, by the way, so you guys know, we're like serious homies and Cookie's his nickname. So that's what I call him, Cookie. But Cookie, so like the, the thing is, is that like, I remember you. I remember you coming up to me. And if any of you guys have ever met Cookie, he's, he's only 6'4", like fucking 240 brick shit house. I mean, it's fuck unbelievable. So anyways, Cookie, so... You came up and what's so amazing is when you called me a year or two later and we started talking, you reminded me of that time. And I was like, wow, I'm like, yeah, I do remember this guy coming up and talking to me. I know that seems like nothing, but to me, it was kind of crazy because when people say they've met me at events, I never remember who they are. So, Well, you meet a lot of people, right? But uh, yeah, we, we met. I, I can't remember if it was IANC or Hawks off. Uh, opportunity but you were speaking Ooh, um, yeah. and, uh, that's uh, that's when I introduced myself and then yeah. uh, some months later we had the now infamous phone call and started a hell of a friendship yeah we did yeah we did and it was crazy too you talk about that Hawksoft users group that was crazy too because I was key night speaking that uh, loyal listeners and like I totally went in there talking about the customer experience in my book and everything. And in my book, it talks about QQ and all these people are asking me, you know, um, like what management system are you on? I'm like, ah, oh, QQ. And I think it was a really weird feeling for them because it was kind of like they got this keynote speaker that everybody likes and agrees with. And they ask him what, what system he's on. He says QQ solutions. But those who are in the audience who were on Hawksoft, obviously – are the champions because Hawksoft is uh let's talk about that here in a minute but before we do cookie tell tell them if you're an iphone or a droid user i'm an iphone user yep you may say to yourself Cass, why are you his friend i don't know i ask myself that all the time we and have so- more than one disagreement about things right that's what makes <laughs> around different people different strokes for different folks. 
That is truth. That is true right there. That is true right there. And then uh, what's the last app that you downloaded? The last app I downloaded, I'm going to pull my phone up because it was just recent. I apologize. It was uh, Principles, um, which is uh, an app that Ray Dalio, who wrote that book, um, put out. And uh, it's, it's a really cool thing to follow, Principles. Good book to read, good app to download. Huh. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. You hadn't told me about that. That was a new thing. So that's why I was uh, kind of caught me off guard there. But anyways, the uh, what do you love? You love to win or you hate to lose? Which one? Man, I hate to lose. I, I just I cannot stand it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, that that drives me every day. For you guys that don't know, um, he played football at uh, Vanderbilt. And you know, what's crazy about that cookie is, is that, that, that totally falls in line with a lot of people that I ask that question to, when I find out they're an athlete, it's always the, I can't, I can't stand losing. I can't do it. It's that competitive edge. And I think that's what gets people through college sports, you know, into college sports, because there's a big separator from high school and college. You agree? I do agree uh, wholeheartedly. I, I mean, I think for me, man, that, that I hate to lose thing is, um, it's just a, maybe a disappointment or I didn't, I didn't quite use all the tools that God has given me or mm, okay. whatever it might be. But that's the thing that pushes me is uh, I, I hate to lose. And uh, one, one clarification, a couple of people are going to, going to bring this up, especially, you know, the SEC sports fans. If you hate to lose, why did you go to Vanderbilt? <laughs> I was on the team at Vanderbilt and uh, I got there um, via – yeah, the opportunity to, to follow my educational uh, dreams. So um, I got there and and wanted to continue to play football. So I understand the irony in a man that hates to lose and played on a team that uh, has recently had some success. But if any of you know my age, you would know that while we were there, we had uh, the number three rated defense in the country. And um, let them we know. Were, Worse than 100 on offense, but that's, that's just that's neither here nor there. But but I hate to lose, Jason. Right. So so there's there's a couple different people though, right? Um, so you're speaking to an audience of SEC people who would be like, dude, why'd you go to Vanderbilt, right? But to the rest yeah. of the world, you played in the SEC, right? So there's way more people that think that you're cool than think that you're <laughs> that you're not. It's it's just a different way to look at it. I'm trying to help you out here, Cookie. Cookie, skill or or luck, where are you at? Which one has led you to where you are now? Maybe both, but which one more than the other? Yeah, I I hate to do this to you, but I I think in large part it's part of God's plan. But I will will choose skill. Uh, I say that I'm the luckiest man in the world. You've met my wife, and you know how true that statement is. So uh, I am extraordinarily lucky, but I also had enough common sense to seize the amazing opportunities that were presented to me in life mm-hmm. and that is a skill so i'm going to lean towards skill although I, I realize that luck had something to do with it and, and god's plan had more to do with it okay so let's talk about that that's so ironic that you bring that up okay this is good never talked about this on the podcast before i always love these things so i was asking my team this right so i've been sending out this questionnaire to my team, to, to so Travis and I can prepare for 2020. And one of the things I forgot to ask him, so I asked him later is, is what they had felt as if they had skill or luck, right? And and I just had never asked my team that. And Sean, who is very religious, 
very spiritual, I should say. Um, he said, it's skill, 100%. And I said, why? He said, because I don't believe in luck. And I thought, okay, the last person I heard that was so deliberate on that was Seth Zaremba. Seth on his podcast is like, no such thing mm-hmm. as luck, all skill. And the thing that I, I he said, which was big is, and it clicked into my mind as something John C. Maxwell has said before, is he said, if you believe in God, you don't believe in luck. And I thought, and I said, wow. And I mean, and Sean, you know, he's a year, two year two older than me, but he's, he's, he's uh, been deep spiritually for a long time. And I said yeah. to him, I looked right at him and I said, you know what? John C. Maxwell says that in a universe ruled by law, there's no such thing as coincidence. And that makes a lot of sense. If we live- It all ties together, right? It does tie together. Exactly, Cookie. And that's where I start to look at this and I start to say- is it luck that something happened to you because you were, what was it, uh, being prepared and meeting opportunity or something like that? Right. Or was it divine intervention that you're doing the wrong or the right thing or going the wrong or right way according to, as you say, and I agree, God's plan, right? So really a big, great conversation there. Do you believe in luck and do you don't? Here's something that I find amazing because you and I, Travis, we all know each other. We all, we all hang. Travis, one of the questions he asks when he hires people is that, do you consider yourself lucky? And if they answer no to that, oh crap. They just, even if I like them a lot, they, that just took a major hit in his mind because to him, he likes being around people that feel as if they're lucky. He says, because good. Maybe we use use the wrong word. I mean, luck is the common word that most of us use. And, and, you know, I've heard you ask well over 200 people that question. Mm -hmm. So, but maybe Travis and I look at it as blessed and we're all using a a, a different word, but fortunate maybe is the right word. I I don't know, but we're all in some amazing places in the world. Your comment about the insurance industry being the greatest industry that God ever created. Mm-hmm. Um, was it luck or skill that you found yourself there, or was it God's plan because He knew that you could um, succeed in the insurance industry? Uh, you could touch people's lives, you could help, and ultimately you could go and build these uh, churches in Cuba that you want to build. I, yeah. I don't know the question of all that, but I, I think that whether you use the word blessed or fortunate or lucky or skilled or intelligent, I think they all play play together. I, I just I can't believe that I'm smart enough to have got my own uh, success. I, I'm not that smart. God had a big role in it, as did fortune, as did skill. Very well said. See, you guys were all questioning his competitiveness going to Vanderbilt, but you didn't know that smart people go to Vanderbilt. See? See, Cookie? See, there it's all coming around. They're finding out who you are, brother. They're finding it out. Hey, Cookie, give yeah. us a little bit of that. Take us back. You got a great family. You were very fortunate to have a fantastic family. A lot of us are, but tell them, tell them about your young years. Bring us forward to who you are now. Sure. So, um, you know, you mentioned the, the athletics thing. I, uh, I've had some success in athletics. I, I'm certainly not as successful as some of your listeners, and, but uh, I was a state championship wrestler in high school. I was fortunate enough to play some college football and, uh, and really to, just to be on that team. I uh, finished my college education at NC State University. That's a long story that we don't necessarily have time for, but maybe over drinks one day I'll explain it to folks. But uh, graduated from college, um, had a job, or I was about to graduate, had a job interview in Charlotte, 
um, was too cheap to rent a hotel room. So I was whining to a buddy of mine about, man, I'm going to have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to make it to this job interview. And long story short, I, uh, the buddy convinced me that, hey, man, um, you remember that that young lady we went to school with, right, that we're all close friends with? She's got an apartment in, in Charlotte. Why don't you just stay the night on her couch? And so I called my now wife, um, Amanda, and said, hey, I, I need to be in Charlotte at 7 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I really don't want to leave Riley at 4 a.m., and I really am too – I don't have enough money to rent a hotel room. Can I sleep on your couch? Uh, luckily, she let me do that, and um, – couple weeks later, I called her and said, hey, it was really good seeing you again. Um, it was fun talking to you. Is there any chance in hell you'd go out with me <laughs> on a date? And uh, she, she quickly told me no, um, that uh, she didn't think that was a good idea. And uh, there was a reason why she I had actually dated one of her dear friends, her best friend uh, in high school. And so I, I asked her if she would go and ask our uh, – friend, mutual friend, if she go out with if she could go out with me. And that young lady, thank God, said yes, I think that's the best idea ever. You two would be good for each other. So ended up getting the job in Charlotte, moved to Charlotte. There's, you know, obviously several details around that, but the job was an amazing job. It was super, super demanding. Uh, worked about a hundred hours a week on average. And my mother looked at me one day and said, Christopher, there's no way that Amanda will marry you um, if she thinks her future looks like you working 100 hours a week and her seeing you a few hours on the weekend. Um, and so my mom's a career life insurance agent. Um, she recruited me into the life insurance business, uh, got into life insurance, did really, really well. But if you guys can remember back, you know, your peers at 24, 25, 26 years old, they really not very interested in talking to you about life insurance. So a bunch of my buddies over time asked me to help them with their auto insurance. Took me about a year of planning, um, networking, meeting with people, writing a business plan, getting my ducks in a row to start an agency. Um, founded Alliance Insurance Services in 2004, um, and, and we've grown it from there. Um, that's a quick, very, very quick synopsis of where hey, I'm, Cookie, where I'm do you want to go over the next today. five, 10 years? Tell them. You have, to, you have to grow a certain amount every year. Yeah, the agency goal here, we have a little saying called 30X20Y, which means to grow the agency um, by a multiple of 20, the revenue by a multiple of 20, uh, pardon me, a multiple of 30 over a 20-year time period. So by 2032, our goal is to be a $20 million revenue agency. And, and I think it's important that I that I emphasize the word revenue because there's a big difference between revenue and commission. Damn right there is. It's, it's one, you can, one you can legally spend, the other you legally can't. <laughs> <laughs> that, growth, that growth metric is 18% a year. Uh, 18% a year is the, is the goal we have to meet um, to grow revenue by 18% a year to meet that number. And he's well on his way. Best practice agency since 2012, 2014? 2012. 2012. So you guys see why I hang around this pe these people. See, I've been telling you loyal listeners for a long time, and I'm being serious here, that you are. It's a fact, and you know it. Whether you say it's not true, you know it is. You are the five closest people you hang around. 
So if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You've heard that before. This is why I hang out with people like Cookie, right? People wonder why they're like, man, why are you hanging out with that guy, right? Because he's not the coolest guy. He's not the – and I'm not talking about just about you, Cookie. You're cool. But people may people oh, may not. say, you know, he's not the loud guy. He's not the guy, the flashy, the fun dude. He just kind of sits back in the corner and chills. Yeah, but you guys don't realize because when Cookie talks, you listen, right? Because he don't talk a lot. And the reason he does is because he's from North Carolina. They talk a little slow. And so it takes him a while to get it out. But no, that's 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 not right. But but you know, but but Cookie, I, I love that story that you tell about Amanda. You've told me that before, and I, I love that. I love that story. Um, I'd be interested in knowing how long you really slept on that couch. But anyways, that's another time for another I promise you that. <laughs> We better get off this conversation. A man is going to be whooping some butt. Okay. So, yeah. anyways, but but no. So we so right now. So you loyal listeners know. Also, uh, Cookie is a a uh, a neon pilot agency, uh, just like I am. He's one of the. It was ten. Now it's like twelve or thirteen. But he is one of those, and 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 Cookie is in deep with uh, with neon and and one of the the leads on it. And 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 Cookie, I'm really. I've really seen you explode over the last probably 12 to 18 months as far as your um, – you have confidence. I mean you, you're you like me. We have big egos because we know what we know and all this stuff and we're feel blessed, yes, and we're humble. But at the end of the day, we kind of know who we are. But yet at the end of the day, you're very – you are very humble and I've really seen you been able to take off and and create a name for yourself and people are starting to look to you to advice and, and the way that you run your agency and the way and, – and, and I'm not going to sit here and say that you run your agency perfectly. No one does, right? No one does. We all have our issues. But we also – a lot of us have been in business in 2004 and don't have the size of agency you have either. Right. So we know that you're doing something right. And, and people are starting to take notice of that, specifically when it comes to Neon and that group. I mean, are you excited about this? What are your thoughts about Neon? My, our loyal listeners know. They know. You're a loyal listener, Chris. You know. They know about Neon. They know about Neon. So what are your thoughts about Neon? Yeah. I mean, Jason, I, I, I don't know that I can fully express it in words how excited I am about about neon i uh you introduced me to seth and you know it was after the great separator speech that you made that uh that you and seth connected and i know your loyal listeners know that story and and i'm blessed that uh through that i got an introduction to seth and followed followed along and the first time i saw the presentation thankfully i was watching it with uh brian leftwich and and brian's my operations manager here and uh, when we got off the call um, Brian was like, dude, I, I don't care what you've got planned. I don't care what the budget is. I, I, I don't care, but that's the system we are going to be on. And I had that same conviction. And for a coworker to have that conviction. It, Brian it, said that? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. That's well, good. And then a, a few months later, we go to Elevate, right? And we get the opportunity to see this thing again. And John Jackson, my marketing guy, was with me. And mm-hmm. he had the exact same reaction. So that amped me up even more. And then I went out and hung out with Seth for a few days and I, and I just, just to hang out and just to listen to him talk and try to absorb. Um, I like to be around people smarter than me. And, mm-hmm. and I think we should all acknowledge Seth Zaremba is way damn smarter than me. Yep. <laughs> so uh, All of us put together. Around, 
Yeah, golly, man, it's it's amazing. But hanging around for him with him for a few days just so I could make sure I understood the the guts of of the thing, right? Because this is all about, in my mind, this is all about relationships and improving those relationships and, and the data that we collect will allow us to improve those relationships. But every it seems like every week I get a little more excited as I get an opportunity to hang out with people, as I get an opportunity to talk to these other pilot agencies and what they can all contribute and um, just to brainstorm with people. And I uh, mean, I've met some amazing folks and, and it's, it's just I, I can't tell you how excited I am about Neon and what it will deliver to my team, to my customers, um, and, and to all the other uh, relationships that well, I What's amazing, too, Cookie, to piggyback uh, on that is there's so many loyal listeners that are listening to this. They've heard it many, many times. But what's crazy is as it's like peeling back an onion and the fact that slowly these loyal listeners find out about it. And it's, and it's so cool. If I could just speak in, it's so cool watching them come over the threshold. It's so cool watching someone be like, okay, Cass, yeah, that sounds cool. So Neon, does it do this and that? And you're like, yeah, but uh, you got to understand data and this. And and they'll be like, okay, man, that sounds great and stuff like that. Can't wait to see it. You know, I can't wait. And, and I'm like, yeah. And then they'll like meet Seth or they'll get a demo that Seth, loyal listeners, he doesn't have any more time to do any, any demos. He's, he's now in the mitten. Yeah, please stop asking him for that. We got to build this thing yeah, exactly, so that, exactly. Uh, so this have a product uh, to, uh, to really be amazing yeah. uh, as we bring the next uh, set of agents. And he's, he's literally flying thousands and thousands and thousands of miles every week to, to meeting with people to, to make it all happen. But the point is, is it's cool, Cookie, watching them come across and then they, they see it, especially like at BrainShare, right? Everybody saw at oh, BrainShare wow. and you could just see people like coming across the threshold, right? They're just like, holy shit. Do you remember what I said? And loyal listeners, I can't, maybe I told you this or not, but Cookie, at nine o'clock in the morning on the very first day of BrainShare, I told everybody to think about the way that they think about insurance right now because they're getting ready to hear Seth Zaremba. And at 12 o'clock when we go to lunch, you will not think of insurance the same way. I was out with Jordan um, uh, Goodman out at Applied Net, and he told me when I was, uh, Jordan Goodman at Total CSR, and I was talking with Jordan, and he said, Cass, he's like, I want to let you know something. When you said that on the very first day that think about insurance because by 12 you won't, he's like, I got to be honest with you. I kind of thought to myself, God damn, Cass is going to start this freaking early. And he said, but at 12 o'clock when I went to lunch, he said the table for the first couple minutes was just like, like quiet. We all wanted to say something, but we were all just kind of thinking like, holy shit, like we did just witness transformation, right? It has come in our lifetime. And I thought that was a, it's just awesome watching those people come over that threshold. Well, man, and and I think you asked me about my excitement and my excitement grows every single uh, moment because as you think about it, as you really understand the impact of data, as you understand the impact of cases, as you understand the heart of the, of the, men and women that are leading this pilot charge, it just gets more and more exciting. Mm -hmm. As you dial in, um, you know, I got into this thing uh, in large part um, because I trusted you and I trusted Seth's heart. And I, and I knew that those were the people I wanted to, to go to war with. As I've gotten more involved, I just get more and more excited every moment Mm -hmm. because it, it expands 
the power of it can be truly exponential. And, and I don't know if that makes sense or not, but that's, that's my feelings and guts. No, that's right. And what you just said there, it can't be, it's the feeling is exponential. So I relate it to you trying or me and you trying to explain to somebody who doesn't have kids, what it's like to have kids, right? When you cross that threshold, (laughs) Right. That person who doesn't have kids yeah. has no clue, even though they may say, oh, yeah, 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 I, I could I can see how that that's that way. Having three kids that are all within five yeah. years of age, Cookie, and you got to run them around and you and Amanda are, are a seven different hands everywhere. Right. I can see how that is. And they have no kids. You're like, yeah, right. I mean, you don't. Right. Yeah. Explaining to your younger sibling or your younger cousin exactly what it means to be a parent is nearly impossible, right? And uh, yeah, that's an amazing analogy, Jason. That's but, that's, that's but yeah, because as job. soon as they have that kid, <clears throat> they know, and that's how it is. As soon as you see neon, you're like, oh shit. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I love it to death. And and you know, I've been having some conversations with some of the people that applied uh, some of my relationships there. I can't talk about a lot of those right now. We talked about them in the mastermind. I talked about them on the mastermind meeting. Um, so you can watch a recording cookie if you, I don't know if you were there or not. The mastermind meetings, dude, we've been having Silent like 25, huh? Silent but deadly. I know. There's been like 25 to 40 people on a lot lately. And I'm really, really loving that. We got some excited people about this, about a lot of things. But anyways, Cookie, so your agency, we're talking about Neon and how you think it's going to, or how we hope it's going to harness data and revolutionize and transform the industry. When we when we look at some of the things that it can do, let's let's have a conversation here. Do mm-hmm. we think that the efficiencies that Neon could create, I don't know if do we think is the right word. We're going to have a conversation here that I've never had. The good side of all of this is being more efficient and productive, right? At the end of the day, that's what we try to do for businesses. Yep. We also know that 40, 45 to 50, 55% of our, of our money is spent on our people. Yep. When we, just like every other industry has realized that to cut costs, you really got to cut that labor force. And when we're talking about VAs, when we're talking about places like Marblebox, when we're talking about things like uh, a neon that can drive consumer behavior to create us and to be more efficient and then ultimately to make us more productive. You have 20 people in your agency right now, and there's a good chance that in 10 years, you're going to only need about 10 to 11 of them. That's a real reality that no one talks about when it comes to this type of stuff. Am I wrong or right when I would say that or assume that? No, you're not wrong about that. Um, I will still have those 20. I'll just be twice as big. But <laughs> but you are, you are right in that uh, Neon can help um, become more productive, become more efficient and, and help our people. I, I, I don't know that this is not where you were going. So excuse me for changing, changing the direction of the conversation just a little, but I think maybe Billy Williams had mentioned something of this nature recently. And, and it's one of the reasons that I'm extraordinarily excited about neon. One, there's a guy named Larry Denton. And, and unless you're from North Carolina, and unless you wrote non-standard auto, you probably don't know Larry's name, but Larry Denton gave me the greatest piece of advice that I was ever given in the insurance business. But, and, and I say that because it's stuck with me to this day. Larry Denton told me, son, he was probably in his 60s and I was a snot-nosed 20-something. Son, this business is and always will be a relationship business. Uh-huh. He was right. 
Neon uh-huh. Neon has the power of helping me create better relationships between my team and my customers. Neon has a, the opportunity and the ability to help my team create better relationships with me because I can see what things they are doing and what things work. And I will stop asking them to do things that don't work because the data will prove to me there's no reason to do that. Only do this because this gives results. You know, our buddy Wes Anderson talks about um, only doing the things that work. Don't let your ego get in the way and uh, and you try to drive home your idea. Do the things that work. And I, and I mm-hmm. think John will make that easier and will only strengthen relationships all across the board, even though it'll create some hard conversations for us to have between us and our carriers. It will make all of those relationships stronger. And the strength of those relationships is really what this business is all about. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast Certified. You know, and that's interesting you say that because one of the things I talk about on The Great Separator, data people process. And when I'm talking about people, I think it's really important because I talk about the employees that we have, our staff, our team. And what you just said, it's going to, when we think of enhancing relationships, Neon could do that or some type of software. We always assume that that's the relationship we have with our customer. But really, as you pointed out so well right there, Cookie, it has to do also with the relationship we have with our staff our carriers and our vendors, right? Uh, Seth talks about that all the time. There's four, there's four people there. And why I like that, because when I say people, one of the things that can separate you, when I talk about the great separator, when we talk about the Grand Canyon, okay, the Grand Canyon is many canyons made up into one Grand Canyon, The great separator is many things of separation that will lead to the great separator. You not being able to build healthy, uh, constructive relationships that drive deeper meaning and understanding of your business with your employees and the meshing could be the great separator. Meaning, if there's other agencies out there that use technology like Neon or have other technology like that, that allow that for that a deeper, more uh, rich communication that they would have with with their owner – then that is going to be something that that is going to attract that type of person, specifically these millennials and the ones younger than that. And so you could be separated and left behind because you didn't take the relationship with your employees serious enough. Yeah. I mean, we sometimes, we, go ahead, go ahead. Just the, <laughs> that term that had been used around this topic was uh, that, that stuck with me was talent migration. Um, and, you know, if if Neon Ooh. creates an uncomfortable space for an employee, uh, they may very well go to somewhere that doesn't use the data and the metrics and the truth of the information, which is fine because that's probably mm-hmm. one of my competitors where they can drag that guy down. And the folks that love data and love information and love um, being able to measure their successes and love being able to measure what things do work and what things don't work, 
they're going to love the neon experience and they're going to stay with us. And that's either going to attract more people like them or at least keep our teammates with us longer. Um, that kind of data can create a talent migration that will also contribute to the great separator thought process. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we went from industrial or agriculture to more an industrial manufacturing sector, late 1800s, early 1900s, right? Still, still kind of continuing in a way, but very major. And those people that got left behind there, Cookie, those people that were in a certain age or that that was their profession, that was the only thing they knew, they refused to change they kind of got left behind and those jobs became less and less and the other jobs became more and more. I want loyal listeners to you to think about our CSRs not necessarily doing. Okay. So, so in the future, as I've said, loyal listeners, that your data will be worth more than the revenue of your agency and it won't even be close. Then that means that really you will be training your people to be mining data more than they would doing endorsements or mining coverages. First of all, I also think that coverages are becoming very simplified. I, I've never in my life, I'm starting to see $100,000 policies now written on BOPs, right? They're kind of just throwing everything in there. Right. So you can simplify that, right? You can offset the service work of the changes and audits and certificates of insurance. So what are they going to be doing, right? Have you ever thought about that? Like if if I have Marblebox doing and my VAs at Agency VA doing everything, what do they do? And that's, that's when they, they do de- relationships with customers. It's a relationship. Yes. By, by learning how to mine the data and use the data in coercion with Neon and AI. And, it's, it's, and, and they're not going anywhere. Larry Denton was right. And how I know he's right is I have a – in a, in a in not not a, a mentor like maybe he was to you, but something that stuck in my mind three years ago when I asked Daniel Burris, the futurist. I said, I said, what is the future, Daniel? And he said, Jason, no matter what industry you're in, the future is relationships. And I was like, whoa! I was not expecting him to say that, you know. And he said, no matter what. And I said, and, and the example he gave was a lawyer. He said the lawyer is not going to need 20 paralegals. A lawyer is only going to need four or five, but they're going to have AI that's going, that, that four or five are going to try to decipher what that AI is bringing into the agency or into the to law firm. And you're going to be able to be represented by a person who's used AI technology to learn court cases that no one ever knew existed, or you're going to have the lawyer who sits on the other side who he's got a team of 20 paralegals and they read a bunch of books the night before trying to get the most they could out of it. So I think you have that separation. I think that it is going to be relationships. But what I'm trying to point out is it's not so much just relationships with your customers. It's that relationship that you're going to have with your carriers. That's one of the big things that we've already seen so far is Seth being able to decipher what carriers are causing him the most workload and what carriers are not causing him the most workload. I have no scientific proof for it yet, Cookie. I have no scientific proof. This is 100% casisms here, just my thoughts. But the day we're able to put a dollar amount like, 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 like Seth has been able to do, but on a mass scale, we are going to find out that the companies who pay us the highest in contingencies are those who provide who put the most work on us. Yeah, man, you've delivered a lot of great thought and a lot of great commentary around that concept. And uh, it, it's taken me some time to think through it just because it's a little bit complicated. 
but uh, I can't agree with you more. It's going to be, I used to tell um, carrier reps, um, you know, your job is to figure out how to win the ties. Uh, and what I meant by that is, you know, why would I place, if, if your policy is the same as your competition's policy, what makes me or my teammate put, put the business with you? And uh, it's, it's their job to figure out how to win the tie. Well, so some in the past, we figured that the tie was because one carrier paid 13% commission and one paid 15% commission. When you start thinking about the relationship and the information that Neon is looking to dig out of there, it may very well be that the carrier paying you, I don't know, pick a number, 11% commission is the most profitable carrier you have because you mm-hmm. never, ever, 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 ever touch any of their stuff. They don't make you re-underwrite or, for Christ's sakes, fax things into the, the to them mm-hmm. anymore or whatever it might be. So your thought around that, I think, is spot on. Uh, I see a time that we move away from the contingency conversation altogether anyway. I'm not the one that makes their rate. Um, I'm not the one that decides if they, they're giving business away or buying business, ex- putting the expectation on the retail agent to uh, choose whether the premium is accurate enough or not to, to hold the risk experience seems asinine to me. And, and that's something I've learned and thought more about as, as I've uh, got to know guys like Seth and got to know you better and, and Robbie Burton and Wes Anderson and others. Yeah, I, I, I dude, I, I think, I mean, I just do. And I think it's, I think it's going to be, I opening because my, as our buddy Wes always says, Cass, when us that when we have data, we can make decisions based on facts, not on the way that we feel, right? And, and I use this analogy a lot, but it's the the company that comes in and says, "Hey, we'll give you three percent extra for any business you write now the rest of the year." And the owner walks out and says, "Hey, uh, just got this three percent bonus. We uh, we need to start putting as much business as we can." And everybody else is in the office going. Are you serious? That's the worst company in the world to write for. But it but it has to do with that separation. Now, once again, when can that then that's that that staff run that report for the owner or the owner inside Neon can run it and say, Well, hell yeah, you better be giving me three percent because look at all this work that you're putting on us, you know? That right there, there's one of those little separators. There's one of those little canyons that makes the Grand Canyon. Dude, Neon's going to be able to tell us, hey, these are the guys you need to call because they're at risk of not renewing. It will certainly be able to tell us mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, this policy rates, whatever, $500 with this carrier, but you need to place it with this carrier at 525 because it's going to be more profitable for the agency and the customer's more likely to stay, uh, you know, to renew for seven years because the data is going to tell us that policies with XYZ carrier renew better retain longer because of the service that carrier provides or because their rate stability or whatever. There will be so much clear information that our team will know the best place to put that policy based not only on carrier performance, but the the makeup of that client, the relationship with that client, uh, the opportunities that the carrier will have for other lines of business. We can't even think of all the things that, uh, that the system will be able to help us understand. Folks, did you just hear that? That was Hiroshima. Now, I'm just telling you that because he just dropped bombs like Vietnam. Now, now here's the deal, Cookie, and I was looking at the timer as you were saying this. It was just like 30 to 35 seconds of epic North Carolina pilot mountain juice right there, okay? By the way, guys, that's where he lives. 
I'm, home. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's home. I'm serious about this cookie. You just oh, that's something I've never talked about with the loyal listeners about that specific thing right there. To be able to look at a rate and say, as you said, I got one for five hundred, but I have one for five hundred and twenty-five. But the system tells me we should place this here because it tells us that we're going to win overall. Now, where does that come into effect when you have to retrain that type of CSR to set let them know that? Because of CSR, it's like. Well, dude, the other people are already at 475 and now we're at five. I could probably sell that, but I couldn't sell 525, right? These, these silly things we do. First of all, that, that's if you, it, this isn't for everybody. That's just how some of that stuff is. It's, it's making that employee even be smart, right? And so that they understand the data, data people process, folks. It's about so that they understand that that's what's best for the agency and that's why we're going to sell. I think that's a completely different mind shift. That's a completely different mind shift. But it's also a mind shift when you don't have facts. It's easier mind shift when you can look at the facts and say, look here, you're going to work less putting it here, right? Exactly. I love it. You, you said it great. You said, I can't wait until the day contingency is not even a, a topic. And also whether or not the rate is is good or not doesn't matter. I love what you said. We don't control the rate. We don't control your expenses. We don't, But yet we are given profit based off of that. Once again, get back down in the mine, get the gold, bring it back up, but don't forget a drink of water on the way back down. Well, you know, I, I hope that we can, can help them understand all those things. And I think that the carriers that dial into the, the uh, appreciation and the understanding of data and truly partner with folks like Seth and, and you and I and, and mm-hmm. others, we can be real partners with those guys. We've got the data on the relationship. We've got the data on the client communications um, and if we can help them understand that so they can get more accurate rates, so that they can have better retention, so that they can deliver a true customer experience and help us in delivering that true customer experience, it'll be a partnership thing for the carriers out there that, that dial into it. We can we can all win this thing together if we will focus on doing what's best for the customer. Man, you can tell you've been hanging around Seth a lot. That's the thing that people say too. That's the misconception that you just hit right on it. This is not, Neon is not here to make the agent better than the vendors or the carriers. No, it's to create a level playing field to where we're all sharing things evenly so that we all win more. Am I right, Cookie? Is that not it? Right, man. Just go back to what I said earlier. This is all about relationships. It's not just my relationship with Jason Cass, who's a heck of a friend. It's not just my relationship with Brian Leftwich, who's a damn good teammate. It's my relationship with my customers. It's my relationship with my carrier partners. All of the relationships are important. Um, And Mm -hmm. that's just, that's what's in my soul about it. I hear you. I hear you. And and you... You being a best practice agency too, I know drives home that because you're a numbers guy in that sense. You know, you like looking at that stuff. For, yeah, study, for, co- cookie, cookie, what what car did you drive to work in today? Don't lie. What'd you drive in work in today? <laughs> I did drive my pickup today, Jason, because I got to get the oil. You did. did. It's been, oh. it's been twelve minutes. <laughs> so okay, so 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 how 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 old is your is your vehicle? Twenty eighteen. Twenty seventeen. 2017. How many miles does it have on it? Um, yeah, not 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 many. I'm embarrassed to tell you that it, it had <laughs> changed in 2019. And what's the vehicle you normally drive every day, though? You love this vehicle. This is your ride. My one Suburban, man. It's uh, <laughs> it it fits my it fits my big wide tail. 
I kid you not, guys. He's got this big old suburban, and it doesn't look old. I mean, but it's you could tell it's an older model, is what I mean. And it, it's wrapped <laughs> with his agency stuff. And he drives this thing up and down. And if you just know Cookie and you know his, I mean, he's a humble dude. It just goes with him. The only thing Cookie said is, is I want to have a big, beautiful family and I want to have a big, beautiful house to house him in. But everything else I want as simple as can be in the world. And that's how he is. And, oh, man, I just love it. I just love it. And so then he goes and buys this 2017 and it sits in his freaking garage why he drives this oh one travis gives him so much shit about it it's absolutely ridiculous i'm so, gonna start uh, driving that thing more man my my, <laughs> my suburban the air conditioning's not working very well um the analog brakes are out in it uh it doesn't have bluetooth I, you know the creature comforts of bluetooth and probably I can't, I can't listen to podcasts very well if i don't drive my so, yeah, I might even take my pickup up to Cleveland. You know, we're all going to Cleveland here in a couple of weeks. I don't know when this thing's going to air. We may already be back from Cleveland, but I may drive it to Cleveland. That might be my goal. For real, you're going to take John and, and, and Brian? You guys are going to drive? Uh, yeah, Brian and I are going to drive, and we're going to ride up with Robbie Burton and Rusty, and I'm not sure if uh, Caitlin from his, his office is coming. If we got five people coming, then obviously we're not going to take the pickup. We'll take uh, a different <laughs> The Suburban. Well, we'll take Amanda's Suburban, not my old one. I don't know if I'm going to make it to Cleveland, but but now we've worked around flights and layovers and all that crap. It's just from our house, it's six hours, so we're just going to drive. Could you imagine? Could you imagine rolling up in that Suburban to pick everybody up? I swear to God, you'd roll up in Cleveland. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. People in there, it'd be a whole lot easier to go from the hotel to the you know to the restaurant if if I was toting eight people. People, that's a you know, there's some of <sighs> in that cast. There are some. I know, I know, dude. I'm crying over here. I'm serious. I'm laughing so hard. This shit, it just cracks me up. You and that vehicle, man. But I gotta admit, you riding that vehicle is comfortable. It's 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 broke in. <laughs> it is broke in for sure. Cookie, you got anything you want to wrap this up with, man? It's always been a great time talking with you. We went places that I hadn't expected to go, so I think this was a damn good, successful podcast. The listeners got a lot out of it. Anything man, you want to I, throw out there, man? Yeah, I, I enjoyed the, co- the conversation a lot. I wanted to give the listeners a little bit of context around why I, you call me Cookie. My mother named me Christopher, um, and out of respect for her, I go by Christopher, and, and all of you are welcome to call me Cookie. I just ask that you don't shorten my first name out of respect for my mom. Um, and I know all of you have the same amount of respect for my mother. So I try to make that very clear. And Cass, just uh, since I told him it was okay to call me Cookie, that's what he does. And so that's where that nickname comes from for all of you that are asking. And one other thing I'll say before I get, get off of here is I think there needs to be some conversation around communication systems. Jason, you've got vendors that um, – have phone systems and they have texting systems and they have messaging systems. And I'm starting to get frustrated with why those anything related with communication isn't all one system. Uh, And so excuse me for taking over your podcast. And if you edit it out, I'll be okay with that, but that's fine. Go ahead. At some point in time, we've got to have the conversation around a communication system that allows our team teams to communicate with our clients however our clients want to. And for me and you, you know, Jason, you and I text, we Mm -hmm. DM, we talk on the phone, we send emails to each other. 
Um, and the idea that we have to go to, I don't know, whatever, eight different platforms to do that is starting to drive me crazy. And, and you talk about inefficiencies. Think about the inefficiencies mm-hmm. that exist in agencies because of all the dang communication systems we're logged into. Customers should be able to get me a message however they want to get it to me. I don't care what it is. And I should be able to respond in their chosen form. And the idea that we think customers only have one way they want to communicate is asinine. I want to text when I'm in a situation where I need to text. And I want to have a phone call when I'm in a situation where I need to make sure my voice is heard or my tone is implied. Um, I want to Facebook message you when it strikes me as, hey, I could just shoot him a DM. We've got to get away from in this industry having eight different softwares right to communicate with clients it's it's absolutely frustrating as can be it really truly is no no plug for them just saying it podium has taken 20 to 30 maybe 40% of that plug for me on the business side though like it's it's amazing to me that i could text through there i can get my facebook messages through there my linkedin messages everything comes into one spot you can easily reply to them through one spot so it's really awesome the thing about it is, I'm like, why have we not come up with this in our more personal life as well? Because, and even in the business life, it it still sucks because we still have personal business messages rather than mm-hmm. business messages, you know? And and so yeah. it's just, it is, it's absolutely asinine. So, and, 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 and they call it technology stack, right? You hear Jeff Roy talk about that a lot and yeah. Seth and it's, it's, it's piling all this shit on top of each other, you know, because even Lightspeed voice, I think is a great communication tool, but certainly we, yeah, you use them, but, but their texting is not the greatest in the world. To, nope. to me, you can't be a communication telephone company with and not be texting considering most people text today more than they call, right? Now, maybe in the business world, yes. But I have to say, like, on, the, on average, our agency, we receive anywhere between 25 to 30, uh, 25, 20 to 25 inbound calls. And we usually make, on average, around 25 to 30 outbound calls a day. That can vary widely because if Sean or the producers and the the outbound calls are a lot more, that's all we have going in and out. I bet you if I looked at how many times we message text people, I bet you it's probably three to four times that. And then emailing people three to four times that. Right. So what you're saying makes sense. Like, why has no one come out with this? Yeah, it's uh, if and I've never tried to do it to the to the uh, social media DM level because I'm not sure I could totally capture that. But um, we we receive over 100 calls a day. We make over 100 calls a day. Our texting is about the same. I, I don't have total buy-in from my staff, but but we will get there. And I'm an emailer, so I, I have on average 250 email correspondence in a day, which is freaking crazy, right? Um, but all, all that stuff just needs to be consolidated. And, and there is – yeah, there's – I'm a I'm an old country guy from North Carolina. I know that you make fun of me over that all the time, but it just needs to be simplified. Um, and we make even the most complicated subjects can be simplified. And one communication system is what we need. One, one simple system. And there's got to be. It's got to be obviously a lot more difficult than you and I realize, Cookie, because no one's come up with it. No one's come up with it. And also to I, go ahead, go I ahead. Bet you- I bet it's out there. It's out there in other industries. I, I have to believe it is. I would I would hope. And yes, I do call him Cookie because I do slip and call him Christopher. Now, if I'm 
when when we go to IAOA or these big events, me and Cookie and Travis, we always stay in the same Airbnb for like four or five days. I can get you calling you Christopher after being with you for three or four hours. But I know so many other Christophers that go by Chris that mm-hmm. whenever I go to them, like Christopher Paradiso, <laughs> I've always called him Chris Paradiso. But now when I'm around him, I'm like, Christopher. And he's like, Cass, you're one of the few that calls me Christopher all the time. You know, and it's like, well, I got this other buddy <laughs> who, who makes me call him Christopher. So now it just kind of comes out. So that's why I said cookie is just so much better. I just, I just like the cookie. And it's so, it's so important to me. And it's because it's so important to you, Christopher, that I gave as one of the five things you needed to know about brain share. Number one, or I think number two, was <laughs> Christopher's name is Christopher. Do not call him Chris. Because like it will be in the middle of a brain share conversation, little listeners, and he'll just stop the conversation and say, uh, yes, Andy, my name is Christopher. <laughs> it's like, it's like, guy, guy, get that, let's get that out of the way. So so it was fun. Cookie, I, I, I love you, man. I love you more than anything. I love, love you, you them kids. Man, when I say that, like we're boys. Me and my wife went and stayed at his at his place. Uh, we we uh, we 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 had a great time, and we're going to do that again. And uh, I really appreciate you. Instead of moving to Florida, instead of moving to Florida, you need to consider no. North Carolina. We have boats. We have water. You can fish off of the coast here. Come on, dog. Nah. Like you ain't got to go all the way down to Pensacola. I like Pensacola, man. I like it. You do you, brother. I'll love you no matter what. Yeah, and plus, not only that, dude, I'm going to have an awesome spot right on the ocean and do that. Then you and Amanda and the kids have a place to come as well. So, I mean, dude, it's, it's all going to work out. Don't worry about it. And then and then I'll come. Yeah, it's all going to work out. Pilot Mountain is a great place, though. Beautiful, beautiful country. Winston, Winston-Salem, right north of that. That's it's where Cookie is. World. Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing it some justice. You're, the tourism department of Pilot Mountain will appreciate you for sure because uh, – they probably that town names got heard by more people today than it did last week. <laughs> it's true. Cookie, thank you very much, man. Anybody wants to reach out to you, how do they get a hold of you? Um, email's probably best. Uh, Christopher at myallianceinsurance.com. Uh, I'm on most of the social platforms. I've became a little less active on social over the last few months just as a, as a choice to try to spend more time on my family. Uh, so email is probably best, and, and I can house that there until um, I have the opportunity to respond. Fantastic, man. Cookie, I appreciate you very much. I hope I delivered to you loyal listeners today, gave you those real agents. Cookie's one, a real agency inside of his Alliance Insurance Services, and gave you the real agency intelligence where we talked about some real stuff, things that people don't normally talk about, things that people don't want to talk about, and things in the industry that people talk about and they give you a bunch of bullshit. But we didn't. We give you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass with Cookie. We're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? 
And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, at Virtual Intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high-quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60-second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high-quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to ten carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.